Hello, Steve from the future here. In this episode, you will hear me talk a lot about QR codes. And that, of course, is for the video and live stream. If you are interested in any of the links to the items that are discussed in this episode, head on over to YouTube, search for Steve Endo, find this episode, I believe it is 101, and there are a bunch of QR codes on the video to help you navigate directly to the resources that I mention. Thanks. Good morning, afternoon, evening. I'd like to share 10 things about Business Central, and this is my very creative name. If there were a contest about naming things, I would, I would definitely not win that contest. Um, so this is Business Central 10 Things. And the reason I went with this is because I was compiling a list of things and I got to 25 different things. And I'm assuming you, the, the dozen people that are watching this, um, are not interested in sitting for an hour and watching me talk about these things. So I'll try and split them up, limit it to 10, kind of force myself to be a little more brief than normal. And with that, you may notice that there are some QR codes in this video, and this is just an experiment. Um, I recently wanted to put a QR code on a slide for an in-person presentation, and I have my link there for my uh, all my social media links and stuff, but I figured, oh, let's try a QR code. I've never done that before. So I generated a QR code and put it on the, you know, the speaker intro slide. And the reason I'm doing that here is because I often share articles or tweets or links or whatever, and it's really awkward and cumbersome to put it in the slide and then make you type it in or figure out how to find it. So I'll try this. So let me know what you think. Is do, One, do these even work? Because it's a little tricky sizing these down and getting long URLs crammed into a QR code. And um, so let me know do they even work if you try to scan them with your phone or something? And then two, are they even helpful? Are you actually trying to scan them? Or are you watching on a mobile device and you can't scan them? Uh, I don't know if you can take a screenshot and then pull them up later. Um, I don't know if you're watching on a computer and you can scan them there. I don't know. Total experiment. So let me know, is this even worthwhile? Because it does take me an extra minute or two to, to get the QR code generated, paste it on here and deal with those. So if it's not helpful or useful at all, I'm happy to skip it. Um, and then uh, QR codes like URL shorteners are a potential security risk. Now, can you trust me to share QR codes that point to a valid URL that are not malicious or a security risk? I think so, but you let me know. Is it too much of a security risk and you don't scan QR codes? I totally understand. So yeah, let me know what you think. I can, I, I do try to put links in the video description down below on the YouTube video, so I can still do that. That does take me a few minutes extra because I got to go back and do that on the recorded video after the live stream, and sometimes I forget, you know, typical stuff. So let me know what you think. Um, I'm hoping it's helpful, but open to suggestions if it's not. Okay, moving on. Number one. DynamicsCon Live is September 14th, 16th in San Antonio, Texas, coming up soon. You can still register. Uh, you can still find a way to get to Texas if flights aren't too crazy these days in the U.S. 
Um, or you can go to live.dynamicscon.com, check out this awesome Business Central agenda. Uh, the team that helped put this together, we've worked very hard to very quickly compile an agenda uh, just a few days after the dates were announced and get everything live. We have since backfilled with creating the sessions, finding speakers, coming up with content, creating our slides. So it has been a very rapid pace for putting this together, but we think it is a good agenda. We think it's good topics. Uh, we have some great speakers, presenters, and we think it'll be a, a good time. And I think we have over 150, somewhere around 150, I think last time I checked, of Business Central attendees. I'll have to double check that. Uh, I could be misremembering, but... I believe the Business Central attendees are the represent the largest percentage of the different tracks. So I think we're going to have a good crowd. I think we're going to have a good time. So come join us in Texas for a great conversation. And with that, number two, um, AL Workbook, um, Christoph, a.k.a. KB, um, announced on July 25th that he had released a long-awaited follow-up, uh, version 2, of his AL workbook, uh, Programming in AL for Beginners. And this is a 150-page version now. Version 2 is over 150 pages, and it's an excellent just starting from scratch workbook of what do I need to do, and it walks you through step-by-step of how do you get Visual Studio Code installed? How do you set up a Docker container or use an online sandbox? How do you write a Hello World project? Just really step-by-step, step, very beginner getting started. And so I have contemplated doing a version two of my uh, Learning AL from Scratch series where I go through the version two of the workbook. Um, let me know what you think. I received a few comments saying, yes, that'd be a good idea. Happy to do it. Uh, I'll just need to find the time. So check out github.com, my nav blog, AL for Beginners, to download that free workbook in PDF format. And I also think he's maintaining it in Microsoft Word now to make edits easier to uh, submit. Number three. This is, <clears throat> this is an interesting feature that I, I didn't see coming. I, I'm not quite sure what um, prompted this, uh, but it is apparently a feature to test Business Central connectivity or uh, to test your connectivity with the Business Central infrastructure. And it tests several things, uh, basic internet connectivity, Azure content delivery networks of the CDN on Azure Edge, I'm assuming, user authentication, environments discovery, application service connectivity. Not quite sure what some of those things mean behind the scenes, but it's kind of this cool checklist where you go to it, uh, businesscentral.dynamics.com connectivity, and it goes down this checklist. Now, I tried this on my free, kind of like the free trial demo environment, and it wouldn't get past user authentication. Maybe I was doing something wrong. But when I went over to our I believe it was our paid Business Central tenant for our company. It did give me all green check marks. So that's what you see here. So um, not quite sure if it'll work in the demo environments or sandboxes or not, or if you need to have a paid tenant to get it to work. But interesting feature if you're having some connectivity issue. Um, I am curious if anyone knows like 
what scenarios prompted the development or exposing this to customers? Uh, this might be that Business Central support are the ones who are most likely to use this, but interesting feature nonetheless. Um, good thread on app source pricing by Dimitri Katzen. And um, he is uh, sharing the, the common um, concern around trying to find pricing for an app that's listed in app source. And this has existed in, you know, in the business application world, it's very common to say, please contact us for pricing. So he is pleading uh, to add pricing to the app description or the app landing page. And um, yeah, I mean, at this point, I think personally, I think we're willing to uh, offer that information publicly. It's not like it's as closely held for whatever reason like it was before. So we'll post that and see where we can make that visible. Interesting feedback from uh, Extensions Force Twitter account. <laughs> they said they added it, uh, but every client keeps asking them the price. So um, yeah, and I routinely get uh, inquiries and emails from existing partners that I've sold uh, to with my on-prem solution asking for a current price list. So the partners tend to not go out and recheck the price. They'll just say, what is your price list? So um, interesting. Yeah, I, I think it makes sense to just publish app source prices. I don't know that it's any great secret anymore. Maybe some... ISVs think there's some competitive advantage by not showing their pricing, but I think Dimitri is expressing the the sentiment of many partners and customers like, look, I just want to sell your product. Don't make me jump through hurdles to sell it and figure out the pricing. Next up, number five, guided experience item. So Soren uh, posted this tweet asking to Update the Business Central apps and register all your setup objects in the guided experience item, which is a weird name for me, but um, this allows you to have uh, guided experience functionality within Business Central. And that consists of a couple things. So that could be an assisted setup, which is what I'm kind of interested in. We did our own custom wizard without this, but I am curious to look into what this uh, would offer. Manual setup, um, learn a tour, spotlight tour, and perhaps a few other things. So uh, this was released in Business Central 2021 wave one. So it's been around for a while, but um, I haven't really dug into it. So we'll need to look into that. And so, there is a link and there is a QR code. So let me know what you think. On to number six. Um, Natalie, our Business Central Docs librarian, always uh, catching enhancements and updates to Business Central Docs uh, webpage. Um, she has a nice thread on what is planned for Business Central version 21 development. And... Um, I guess mobile users have to open the table of contents specifically, but she has a thread of several things about related to the enhancement of Business Central version 21 development features, options, things like that. So check that out if you are doing BC development. And that's the link to her Twitter post and a QR code. Oops, of course. Snapshot debugging number seven here. I've heard of snapshot debugging, but I admit I have never actually tried it. So 
this Business Central tweet just happens to mention using Snapshot Debugger to troubleshoot service-to-service -service authentication flows, such as API auth with Postman. But um, someone um, mentioned that this could also be used in lieu of trying to dig through application insights error error logs, for instance. So if I'm encountering an issue with a, with a customer, perhaps, or if I know how to reproduce an issue, um, I might want to use Snapshot Debugger to try to debug that error. So I need to look into this to see what the limitations are. Can I connect to a SaaS sandbox? I'm assuming prod is not an option. So uh, it will a SaaS sandbox allow me to connect with Snapshot Debugging? Or do I have to do this in my own sandbox or container environment? Like, what are the options? I need to look into it. I, I know nothing about it other than I'm familiar with the term and the concept of I can potentially troubleshoot AL in a SaaS environment is my assumption. Oh, there's a second page. So a uh, little more information on snapshot debugging. You can record AL code that runs on the server. When it's completed, you could debug the recorded snapshot in Visual Studio. So it's like a, a recording of code execution variables in the production environment. Oh, production environment on a cloud service. Okay, so that might have answered part of my question. Introduces the concept of snap points, which is a breakpoint in VS Code that's set while creating the snapshot, but they do not stop execution in the SaaS environment like regular debugging. Okay, got it. Interesting, so it's kind of like a weird, um, a hybrid version of breakpoints, but it records it for later analysis because you don't want to interrupt the server state. So sounds pretty cool. I real it's on my to-do list, one of a hundred things that we really need to look into to improve debugging, support, diagnostics, things like that. And uh, number eight, launch company. So Teddy tweeted about this. I hadn't heard of this. Um, Preview in August, general availability August 2022. And this is the ability to launch in a specific company from VS Code. So apparently there will be a new parameter in the launch.json file where we can specify a company so that when you open that, say a container or an environment, it goes directly to that company and not to just some generic company in an environment. So um, I don't think I have a use case for that at the moment, personally, because I'm always working only in the Cronus company or a fresh container. But I can understand if you're trying to do certain testing or scenarios or diagnostics or debugging, that maybe you want to hit a certain company in a sandbox makes complete sense. So very interesting feature. And number nine, query distinct. So a while ago, I tweeted out, hey, is it possible to do a query with a distinct uh, limitation or filter. I want to get a distinct set of records from this record set. And at the time, there, I, I couldn't find a specific article, article talking about doing a distinct query for in AL for BC SAS. It was references to uh, CAL. Um, and I was told, well, it's just the same thing. But like as a new person in AL is like, it didn't make sense to me. So we figured it out. But uh, now Teddy has a blog post specifically on using query to get distinct values in AL. So very helpful. Um, we really needed that. Hopefully it um, shows up in Google results now.
And number 10, this is actually a pretty big deal if you are using Application Insights, which I think you should be. I've had pushback saying that partners shouldn't necessarily enable this on all their customers because it just creates a lot of noise, which I can understand. From an ISV perspective, I think Application Insights is going to be pretty valuable. I think a partner could benefit from it as well for proactive uh, troubleshooting and error notification of customers. But one big problem was the volume. If you turn on Application Insights for Business Central, you just get this like fire hose of events going into Application Insight. And that eventually will cost you money, creates a ton of noise with stuff you don't necessarily care about. And then it's needle in the haystack and KQL queries to find something valuable or proactive or find the error you want. So what if you don't care about these 25 different events? You only care about these 10. How can you limit App Insights from even receiving those events you don't care about? Before, my understanding was there was no way to do that. It, and it was called uh, ingestion filtering. You would just receive every App Insights telemetry signal that came across from Business Central by default. You had no way to say, okay, I don't care that a user clicked on this link or opened this page, filter that out. Um, now it seems they have figured out a way to do that. And so the Business Central team had to work with the Application Insights team to figure out the best way to do that. And apparently uh, they have a new preview feature of data collection rules. So this allows you to say, I only want to collect these particular types of events or these App Insights signals from Business Central. So you apply filters so that at the ingestion point, only certain rules make it through the filter to get recorded in Application Insights. So I'm calling that App Insights ingestion or I guess more formally data collection rules. So I strongly recommend App Insights, super cool resource if you utilize it. And then you'll need to see what rules you care about and what rules you don't so that you can set up these data collection rules to filter out things you don't want. More information about that is, here's the blog post, data collection rules in Azure Monitor. And so I need to understand what Azure Monitor is. That's like kind of a subcomponent of App Insights, I guess. Yeah, and so this is where you define your data collection rules managed by Azure Monitor to collect a specific set of data for App Insights. So there's a link or QR code for that, and you're starting to see why I'm thinking the QR code. And number three, because this slide isn't busy enough, um, Stefano has a blog post on this. So if the documentation isn't quite good enough, um, check out Stefano's blog, Filtering Telemetry Signals with Azure Monitor Data Collection Rules from August 9th. So let me know if these QR codes are working because I think in this case, it's kind of helpful to hit those three topics. So that's the 10 Business Central items I wanted to share, but wait, there is more. We have a couple bonuses and bonus number one is Kim's new blog. So Kim Dallafeld is a longtime NAV consultant and she is now working with Business Central and she focuses on functional or application topics, which I think we are in dire need of in the Business Central world. So check out her blog, kimdandnavbc.com. 
com. And uh, she has a nice series of articles on inventory and reconciliation, various application functional topics that uh, are very much needed in the Business Central world. So check it out. And another bonus entry is a new podcast by Tobias Fenster. So check out his podcast, Window on Technology. It should be available. Well, it's available podcast.tobiasfenster.io, but it should show up in the various podcast feeds, uh, Spotify. Uh, I use one called Overcast. Um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, presumably, uh, but... Yeah, look for it in your favorite podcast player, or you can go directly to podcast.tobiasfenster.io to play episodes directly. Okay, 22 minutes. That was my attempt at being brief and <laughs> um, helping you get through this live stream. So let me know if that was um, valuable, if the QR codes worked, if you like the QR codes, or if you just want the links in the video description on YouTube later. So with that, have a good day. I'm going to go collapse because I'm tired and enjoy. <laughs>